0: Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G.
1: Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about leadership, effectiveness, and listening what they have to do with each other. And with us today to help us have that conversation, we have Dr. Stephen Jones, who's the CEO of Jones & Associates Consulting Incorporated, which is headquarters here in San Diego, California. Dr. Jones, thank you so much for being on the line.
2: Thank you for having me, Michelle.
1: Yes. And then also with us, we have Jenny Furmer, who is the Associate Executive Director of Alpert, Alpert Jewish and Family... Oh, I am just messed it all up, didn't I, Jenny? Upper Jewish upper Family Jewish and Children's service. children Services. And then also the Jewish Residential and Family Services, both located in West Palm Beach, Florida. Jenny, thank you also for being on the line.
3: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Yes. Valerie, are you with us? I'm here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Valerie, our fabulous Associate Director. Uh, Valerie, could you give us maybe just a little bit of a background on um, both Stephen and Jenny so that our listeners will have somewhat of a perspective with regards to um, what they're bringing to this conversation. Absolutely.
4: Um, Dr. Stephen Jones is an author, speaker, and national expert on diversity, inclusion, change management, and leadership development. He is, as you said earlier, CEO of Jones and Associates Consulting here in San Diego. It's a firm that specializes in diversity and organizational effectiveness consulting. Dr. Jones is currently in the process of completing, I think he's actually delivered that book, Cultural Competency, Leading Through New Lens in the 21st century. He holds a B.S. in computer science and a Master's of Education in multicultural counseling and a Doctorate of Philosophy in Industrial and Organizational Psychology. He serves as a national diversity advisor to Honda, Hyundai, and Semper Energy. In addition, he brings over 23 years of experience working with K-12 schools, universities, community organizations, and Fortune 500 corporations. Dr. Jones is sought after by leaders who seek to make real change that prepares their organizations to effectively step into the 21st century. Also with us is Jenny Fruma. She is the Associate Executive Director at the Apple Jewish Family and Children's Service and Jewish Residential and Family Service in West Palm Beach, Florida. She is a licensed... Clinical social worker and a mental health counselor, she has national board certification in geriatric counseling and is a national certified guardian. She graduated from the Catholic University of America in Washington D.C., where she earned a master's degree in social work. She also holds a master of science degree in education from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, and a bachelor's of science degree degree in uh, from the University of Cape Town Republic of South Africa and she's also done work toward a PhD in social work at Barry University in Miami she's developed and set the standards for many of the African Jewish Family and Children's Services programs, including the Centralized Information Referral and Assistance Program, the Baby Boomers Ambassadors Project, Enhanced Com- Companion Program, that's one where seniors help seniors, uh, the Holocaust Survivors Assistance Program, and other long-term care services to seniors and the disabled, including residential programs and guardianship programs. Welcome Dr. Jones and Jenny.
1: Great. Thank yes, you, Valerie. Welcome. Thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Yep, welcome to both of you. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. Uh, Jenny, why don't I start with you and ask you if there's anything else you wanted to share
3: about yourself before we jump into today's conversation. Um, maybe just this was a particularly interesting topic for me, being a leader in an organization and also having spent many years now doing training around issues of communication, um, Uh, I really appreciate being here, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about some other things that I really enjoy as it relates to leadership and communication as we go along. Fabulous. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, How about yourself, Dr. Jones? Anything else you'd like
1: to share about your background before we start the conversation?
2: Um, Just appreciating what you said, Jenny, about um, as uh, leaders ourselves and the challenge to not only be the ones providing the training to organizations but then the challenge for us to walk our own talk around listening and at the same time being able to uh, model if you will some of what we're trying to support other leaders in doing um, and then I would also add that that we are really excited at Jones and Associates because we've been able to enter the global market place and um, begin to do some work around global business skills development in the U.K. as well as throughout the states.
1: Fabulous. Again, um, welcome to both of you. Uh, Dr. Jones, I'm going to stay with you for just a moment and ask if you would just share your thoughts on um, how important, if important at all, would listening Mm -hmm. be relative uh, to a leader's role?
2: Yeah, I, I think listening is one of the critical and key skills for effective leadership in the twenty first century. But I think it's a it's a particular type of listening, and 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 that particular type of listening is the idea of listening to understand versus listening to respond. And I think that that. As leaders, it is it is critical to listen to understand those people who are around us, whether they are also at the uh, C-suite level, um, whether they are um, listening to employees at the frontline, it really becomes important to listen, work, to understand, to stand under the view of the people we are looking to gain their perspective and their experiences and their thoughts. And so I think it is critical for... I think it is critical for uh, being proactive around understanding challenges within the business, and I think it's also critical as a tool for inclusion and collaboration, which I think is also uh, key for effective leadership um, in the 21st century.
1: Wonderful. Thanks, Dr. Jones. Uh, Jenny, any thoughts you'd like to add?
3: Yeah, I, I really think that, um, and Dr. Jones touched on this, I think that listening when we think about a leadership position is more than really the interaction between an individual or groups of people within an organization. I think as a leader we're also really listening almost, if you will, with our ear to the ground of the community and really trying to hear um, which is n- not just the listening for meaning, but really the listening to better understand um, what what the community needs are so as a nonprofit in an organization as a nonprofit organization in community you 're really wanting to partner you 're wanting to understand the needs of the community so that you can better strategize and I think for us as an organization. Really looking at strategy as something that we're very engaged in and engaging others in uh, to really think about how we understand those kernels can become really critical to an organization's future success, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, Jenny, how does one know um, if they've been effective in listening? <laughs>
3: Generally speaking, going back to just the general principles of listening, I think that um, it's a real challenge to know if we've been listened to because we cannot always control what the other person hears. Um, On the other hand, I think that as a listener, we can take the responsibility for really trying to to listen behind the words, listen behind just what someone is saying or how they're saying it to both the context and the content of what they're saying. Um, Context I always think of as the texture, as the feeling, and the content is, you know, the um, subject matter, if you will. And so I think... Your question of how we really know if we're an effective listener is if we are able to hear um, not just what the person is saying, but the feeling behind that which they're saying, and also what we do with that as a response, um, I think becomes really critical as a leader.
1: Okay, great. Thank you, Jenny. Dr. Jones, anything you want to add with regards to how we can tell whether or not we've been effective, whether or not effective listening has occurred?
2: I'll, I'll follow up on your last point, Jenny, around the listening and the response right and And so, when we think about listening uh, as a leader to let's say our customers right and and then the question becomes what do we do with that information, and how do we allow our customers voices to influence the decisions that we make around marketing around product development, and the telltale sign, of course, shows up in sales right now, when we 're talking from the corporate arena, I think from a, a let's say a nonprofit or community engagement arena. It, it tells. Uh, we can tell in terms of whether the community responds to our organization as an organization that is helping the community to move forward so in the level of engagement that the community has with our organization uh, I think is another one of those measures when it comes to listening to employees um, and the same thing applies the question becomes how do we respond to the information that we hear I see many many leaders who will ask employees for input and then will turn around and tell employees why the input that they receive is not going to be useful in the direction they choose to take the company. Right? And so the ability to incorporate the information that we gather when we're listening um, becomes critical. And I don't think employees expect that we're going to you know, agree with or use all the information they give us. But I think in the response, what becomes important is to communicate what part of the information we did use and which parts of the information we did not use and why. The way to measure our effectiveness then comes in um, with employee opinion surveys um, as well as with the customer, customer satisfaction surveys. I think those are some real metrics that can help leaders to understand whether the internal or external customer feels heard. Mm-hmm.
3: And and I really relate to what you're saying, Dr. Jones. Um, as an organization, one of the things that we do is we actually provide extensive, comprehensive care coordination services that are very clinically oriented to older adults. Being in Southeast Florida, um, that is a service that's very much needed. And the adult children who live out of state tend to pay for that service. And what we've been hearing over, because we were listening, (laughs) what we've been hearing over the last four or five years is that As Jewish Family and Children's Service, um, there tends to still be a stigma that Jewish Family and Children's Service is a place where people go when they're needy. And hearing this, we really strategically changed our message to say Jewish Family and Children's Service is a place for people with needs. Mm-hmm. And we took it then to the next level because what we were hearing, primarily from baby boomers who are up north, who have aging parents here in Southeast Florida, is that there are private care coordination companies that just look glossier and look prettier than a charity and this kind of perception. Mm-hmm. Jenny? Yeah, that, oh, uh, sorry, that there's this perception mm-hmm. that if it's a charity, maybe the services aren't as good as a private company. And so we went through a process in a very quick time of actually producing a private label. Mm-hmm. And that was purely as the result of just listening to what customers were saying. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yes, excellent. Man. So I'm appreciative
1: of um, what both of you've shared relative to just how critical listening is as well as um, how one might uh, go about knowing whether or not they've been effective in listening. And, and I, I like driving to the results, uh, Dr. Jones, that you bring up relative to what our community um, indicators are in our satisfaction surveys as well as our employees, uh, what they're saying, uh, be it a climate assessment or other ways of kind of engaging, have they felt heard and have we used their feedback. We're going to take a short break and then come back with more on this topic of leadership, and and maybe have both of you share when it's been significant in your own life, working with your from yourself as a leader or working with others in leadership roles. Stay-
0: when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here, Voice America Business Network. Are there any challenges to your success? You already have what it takes to turn these challenges into results in any area. Find out more when you tune in to The Power of Realism, Why Integrity Matters, with host Jeffrey Canavan. We all deal with adversity and challenges in life and business. We'll talk with those individuals who have faced these challenges and turned them into success stories. By making just a few shifts in your thinking, you too can be one of these success stories. The Power of Realism airs live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: and we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about the wonderful skill of listening as relates to effective leadership. And with us today we have Dr. Stephen Jones, CEO of Jones & Associates, um, consulting, I guess, based here uh, with, as far as their headquarters here in San Diego, California, but servicing people nationwide and internationally. So um, thank you, Dr. Jones, for being with us.
2: You're welcome. It's great to be here.
1: Mm -hmm. And then also we have Jenny Firmer, who is the Associate Executive Director of Alpert Jewish Family and Children Services out of uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Jenny, thank you also for being with us.
3: My pleasure. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm going to ask each of you... um, to maybe think about and share with us a time when listening or not listening made a significant difference in your own life or in the life of another leader that you were working with. Dr. Jones, why don't we start with you? Sure.
2: You know, as, as we're talking about listening, I'm, I'm also thinking that there is, there is a belief about um, the person that we're seeking information from or the People that we're seeking information from—that that is critical, and, and I think directly connected to effective listening. And that belief is that the people that we're asking actually have answers, <laughs> right? Like the the reason why we ask the community, the reason why we ask our employees, the reason why we ask our customers is because they actually have answers to solve the problems. And I think in in many cases that challenges. The belief that the best thinking lies solely at the top of the organization, right? And and that is something that I have found um, in as I coach uh, leaders and, and executives. Uh, a lot of the coaching is around what is the cost of being right and thinking about this one uh, general manager who was just committed to. Having the right answer and just having his answer be the one that is the best answer. And so he filtered um, the input that he heard from others in the organization based on how close was their answer to his. Mm-hmm. right and of course the impact of that was people felt like he entered conversations with his mind made up they did not feel like their opinions were being heard they felt like um he was practicing what many uh, managers practice, which is an open door policy that employees experience as open the door, come in, tell me what I want to hear, and then close the door and leave. <laughs> right? Unless you're agreeing with me, then don't open my door. Um, and so we did a lot of coaching with him around really kind of listening and taking in what he was hearing and then communicating back um, at least, and we came up with this, you have to give two points before you make your point. And, and that technique was that he had to communicate two points that had value and that could add value that he heard from others before he could make his point. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a real practical technique that we worked with him on so that people could have the experience of him listening and really hearing what they're saying.
1: Good. And, and Steve, I think some of the things uh, that can be very important with regards to um, just understanding and knowing that we're not always asking for input to get the right answer as much as simply to get the input to have an informed decision can also um, maybe open up the willingness to listen because sometimes people might discount that yeah. others may have the right answer or the answer mm-hmm. and so that I don't engage you because I don't think you know any more than I know or I don't have the right answer so I don't think you have the right answer and maybe I have a piece and you have a piece and it just opens up to what you said at the beginning of the show and that is listening for understanding.
2: You to know, yes.
1: understanding. Maybe being placed in a different space.
2: Uh, Very well said.
1: Yeah, Jenny, how about for yourself? Is there um a thought for you relative to something that was triggered from what Stephen has shared, and then I want to also ask you just your own experience with listening.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think the piece that was triggered for me is we've created a culture. I've been at the agency 25 years, and I often sit back and really try and think objectively about us as an organization and the people in it, and our place in kind of the community, and um, I think mm-hmm. we. And my experience is that we tend to be a real learning organization. And to be a learning organization goes back to being able to listen very carefully. Because as a learning organization, we spoke about metrics earlier, you're really looking at trends and you want to understand um, leading trends as opposed to lagging trends. And, And that takes some listening. That takes some capacity to tolerate, if you will, um, hearing what others are saying and doing and, and what those measurements are telling us. Mm-hmm. But what really triggered for me a thought about listening is we do have an open-door policy at the organization, and that's not to say that we don't trust professionals, what they're doing behind the doors. Um, and obviously, we provide a clinical service, so many of the therapist's doors are closed, but within our leadership in the C-suite, it's rare that a door would be closed. We have a couple of conference rooms, so we may meet in a conference room. But if the office door is open, what it really, I think, the message is, we're here, we're willing to listen. And I may have to, you know, say to somebody, wow, you know, this is a lot to digest right now, so let's schedule the time to meet where we could really talk about this more. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it, it really is, I think we're not always aware of the messages that we give that we either are or are not willing to really listen and it's not just listen but it's to really hear Mm -hmm. so that really was triggered for me when I was hearing Dr. Jones Mm -hmm. Great, thank you. Uh,
1: Jenny, any other thoughts relative to uh, an example where listening made a significant difference
3: for yourself or others? I can think of really lots of examples um, what what i what I think, and it may be related to the coaching piece, but I think for myself as a leader, as um, someone who is considered a strong listener, is coming into a field you know twenty five or thirty years ago and really focusing on direct kind of practice. It took me a while to realize that one of the ways that we can have the greatest impact is to really hear what kind of people are saying and moving in even into a more managerial supervisory. I think my challenge was I needed to hear feedback that I had the potential to be a leader which puts a whole different spin on something we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we think of ourselves as leaders, you know, you kind of step over something, and then all of a sudden you're this leader.
1: Yeah. And so Janie, I'm going to have leader. you put a comma right
3: there on that thought, but when we come back
1: we'll pick up there, okay. and we'll also be hearing some of the questions that Valerie has received from our listening audience. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters.
0: Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness.
1: We hear and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific time on the voice America business channel. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Elmosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Elmosca, where America learns to invest.
0: You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G.
1: And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we are continuing our dialogue on listening and its role in um, the life of a leader, how important it is to being effective as a leader. Jenny, before we went to break, you were sharing uh, an experience. I wanted to allow you to
3: finish sharing that experience. Well, what I was saying, Dr. G, is that it's when when one comes and kind of grow. Uh, Develops from a direct service position or program manager position and kind of moves into a C-suite leadership position. It's not like one day you wake up and you you cross a ravine or you step over a stone and all of a sudden you're a leader. And um, while there are additional responsibilities, I think that leadership is, um, in some ways, all about communicating. And it's not again just sitting down with a person and talking about it. It's how you carry yourself. It's how how others are watching you really closely when you're in a leadership position and you're communicating even when you're not. I guess the only time you might not be is if you physically aren't there or you're comatose. And I don't mean to make you know, <laughs> so much light of it, but you're communicating all the time. And so even with the people you're not physically sitting at a table or desk with, people walking by see you communicating. And um, I think for me, my challenge was that people... In some ways, it's just a different take on it. I didn't recognize I was a leader and that I had good listening skills until people were actually trying to convince me of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, for me, personally, was a challenge. I'm someone that has always engaged in a lot of self-evaluation, really have um, a good understanding in terms of insight, very intuitive... Um, I'm always aware of my impact on others and yet did not see myself in a leadership position. And what shifted that for you? Lots of um, discussion from mentors mm-hmm. who um, really helped me kind of change my lens to see that it could be, I, I could embrace that more and kind of step into that role. Great. And and the way I kind of think about it is it, it comes from within mm-hmm. because you could be called a leader, but if no one really sees you in that role, you don't do much leading,
1: there's mm-hmm. no one to
3: follow. Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: Good. Thanks for sharing that, Jenny. Uh, Valerie, are you on the line? I'm here. Good. I want to um, maybe invite some of our listening audience into this dialogue by maybe reading um, questions they've emailed to you. Absolutely. I have a question from
4: Veronica from Virginia, and uh, her, she states, I am a program manager who has responsibility for leading a creative business unit of five staff people. I have heard the phrase that a leader should tune in to him or herself to help them be able to hear others. I understand this to mean know what's going on with me internally. Can you elaborate on what it is and how I might learn how to tune into myself so I can become effective?
1: Okay, good question. Uh, who'd like to take that first? Either of you want to respond to that one?
2: I'll, I'll start us off. Okay. I I think the the question is a, a very important one because. Um, as leaders, we really have the responsibility to be aware of ourselves right, um, and to be aware of how much we're talking compared to how much we're listening. Um, that's, that's one part. Be aware of our actions. Somebody said we were born with two ears and one mouth. We should use them proportionately. right? We should talk twice as much as we speak. Uh, But the other part is listening to what I'm feeling and to listening to my own self-talk and listening to when I disagree with something or someone, asking myself why, and working to um, also kind of to be aware of when is my mind closing to the information that i'm getting compared to working to keep an open mind and listening with listening with a sense of curiosity, especially when I disagree with someone so my as listeners, we all have I think a responsibility to be in touch and in tune with what we are doing what we are saying, which connects to your point, Jenny, around people are watching how we're communicating through our actions all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it is important for us to be aware of ourselves as much as we are wanting to be aware of others.
1: All right. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Jones. Uh, Jenny, I want to add to that. Well-
3: I think that there are some very specific behaviors in a team as it relates to, to listening. And, again, it's not the words. And, and it's amazing to me how often we think when we're, like, sharing an incident, we'll say, but I said this and I said that yeah. and I said this. It's not so much the words as it is our behavior. And so, if we present ourselves in an openness, if we embrace, truly embrace, different values and are committed not to having people see things the same way, but understanding how one another sees the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. it's not about having to convince someone, you're wrong, I'm right, it's saying, wow, we really see this differently. Mm-hmm. So that's embracing the different values. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's considering other people's viewpoints. I also think we tend to be, and I'm generalizing, of course, a society that really challenges other people's kind of viewpoints, and we judge very quickly. So a commitment to delaying judgment saying, "Mm, I don't think I really like what I'm hearing, but you know what, I'm going to kind of just put that aside right now. You can always come back to your own feelings and thoughts. Mm -hmm. You may have to write them down, but you can always do that. A willingness to tolerate confusion in a team, some leaders believe just because they're in a team, and you said this earlier, Dr. Jones, because you are in that place at the table that says, you know, across your forehead, I'm the team leader or the program manager, that you have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. So tolerating confusion is another one of those things that we have to look into ourselves. And I call it the yuck factor. It's kind of uchi. I know this is not professional talk, so just bear with me. There is something that happens in our midsection that goes and we tend to react to that space inside of us. And if we can tolerate before reacting, just tolerate trying to think through what's causing this, and Dr. Jones, you said that as well. So some of that really does happen in our intellect, in the brain, and a lot of it happens in this midsection of our body.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. I think for... um, Veronica, there's a lot of um, good food for thought in starting with yourself, Dr. Jones, relative to the uh, self-awareness and um, this, from that awareness being able to self-regulate. And, Jenny, a lot of good things to regulate around relative am I listening for understanding, am I suspending judgment. Am I really willing to tolerate the um, confusion and the things being so unambiguous? So it's really a lot of self-management pieces that I think we're um, putting on the table for Veronica to be aware of and think about. Um, Valerie, did you have another question? I do. I have a question from Taylor in Georgia,
4: and she says, or he, sorry, (laughs) as an employee, I am very frustrated with my supervisor. He calls you in for a meeting to discuss your ideas on a project. Once you share your ideas, he sometimes talks over you and starts asking questions before you complete your thoughts. I feel like he doesn't really want to hear my thoughts, but I don't know why he would call me in. What can I do to bring this to his attention?
1: Okay. Who wants to take a uh, uh,
3: try it answering that I'll try this one since Jones did the other one. Thank you. There's um, a little trick Mm -hmm. in effective communication which are around the I message, and some of you may have already heard this. So it really talks to um, the three parts of an I message, and it is I feel or it could be I think, and I feel and I think are two separate things. But it goes something like, I feel a specific feeling when there's a specific behavior because and there's a tangible effect. So I think it's an, always a challenge and always a risk to have a conversation with the superior, quote, about how you're experiencing them. Uh, I think that it can be helpful to make a time and say, it's really important. I would like to talk with you. It's not kind of part of a regular meeting or something that happens in a corridor or a hallway. But to take the risk and say, Peter or Mr. Jones or whatever, I really feel frustrated, fill in the blank, when we have these meetings and I feel like I'm not being heard because when I leave here, I feel, or it seems, or does that make sense?
2: Yes, mm-hmm. this does.
3: Mm-hmm. So it, Dr. Dr. Jones,
1: I think you want to add to that, a build
2: on I, I, Yes, I, I think that that, you, that technique that you just talked about, Jenny, is, is extremely helpful and, and another technique that, that can um, Complement uh, the I feel and I think um, technique is the the dynamic of intent versus impact, right? And so to be able to say to your boss, I really appreciate and and feel like your intent in calling me into the your office is to get my viewpoints and to get my ideas, and I I really appreciate that. Um, when i start to give you my ideas and you interrupt the impact of that is i don't feel like i'm able to get all of my thoughts out there mm-hmm. right so you, we stay with the i statements and we focus on the intent being positive, and then we communicate the impact, which is is negative towards us. And we're not using you statements of you're interrupting me. When I get interrupted, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to get my ideas out there.
1: Okay, so two good techniques for Taylor to consider. We're going to uh, take a brief break and then be right back and see if there's some final thoughts, tips, references that um, our guests can provide us with on listening for effectiveness as a leader.
0: Business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to the Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G.
1: Okay, thank you for staying with us for more on Leadership Matters winding down our conversation, talking about listening and effectiveness as a leader. Two fabulous guests today, Dr. Stephen Jones, CEO of Jones & Associates Consulting Incorporated, headquarters in San Diego, California, and Jenny Fermer, Associate Director of Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services located in West Palm Beach, Florida. Again, thank you both for being with us.
3: Great Very welcome. to be here. Mm-hmm.
1: Any uh, final thoughts from either of you? Jenny, why don't we start with you? Any final thoughts, takeaways that you would have our listening audience consider as it relates to effective leadership and listening?
3: Well, one thing I wanted to say about listening um, is I really think about this a lot, is that to really listen, we kind of have to put aside all of our own biases, prejudices. And if you're not going to be able to listen, then say so say, this is really not a good time. I want to hear what you have to say, but I want to give you my full attention. Um, Because when we're in a receptive state, we're going to more easily understand things. Um, Unfortunately, we're humans, and it's great that we're humans. (laughs) So we tend to listen through a screen of resistance with Who we are, the experience we bring, what kind of day we're having, our own desires, worries, fears. And so there's always this screen that is around us. And I think as leaders, we need to listen to our own noise and what is being said to us.
1: Fabulous. Thank you, Jenny. How about yourself? Uh, Dr. Jones, any thoughts you want to add?
2: Yeah, I I think Jenny spoke to this a little bit earlier um, about listening being a behavior and a skill. And it is one of the behaviors and skills that we get trained on and taught about the least in communication. So oftentimes, communication classes focus on speaking and sending the information, but doesn't focus on the skill of receiving the information. And so I, I think the, the focus of this show is, is phenomenal because it is one of those critical skills. And I, I learned from one of the automotive companies that we, we partnered with, they have this concept called going to the spot. And the idea is that if you want to understand the employee, if you want to understand your customer, if you want to understand the community, you can't do that from afar. You have to go to the spot and listen to people at the spot to hear and understand their experiences, their viewpoints, and that is an additional part to really being an effective listener is Going out there and experiencing. There's this new show called um, what is it? The, the where the bosses will go, undercover boss, where the mm-hmm. boss goes in and works at the front line in their own companies, mm-hmm. and I think. That is an example of going to the spot and listening in a way that while you're undercover you would never hear if you were listening from your desk, whether that's your corner office, your managerial desk, so on and so forth.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. And I think that that really kind of brings us full circle And to that space with regards to, um, I think, Dr. Jones, you started us in the first segment. We talked about how do we know that we're listening. And when we think of taking our organizations to the next level or to the highest level, and you talked about um, whether or not we're listening to our customers shows up in sales. It shows up in how well we're serving their community. It shows up in how engaged employees are and how satisfied they're feeling or not feeling. And so when we think about... um, our own effectiveness in serving all of those individuals, be it our employees who we're trying to motivate and position to serve others um, or more directly being involved with our constituents ourselves, it's listening that allows us to figure out the needs and to do the influencing and the negotiating to best position ourselves and our organizations. Very good. Yeah. Want to um you know I one of the things I intended to ask you guys about a little earlier is, he, is there a thought that you might share with regards to how do we continue to listen under stress? Anyone have a thought there? Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll just leave it there. Breathe. Good technique. Yes. Breathe and be I, very intentional. I want to listen to understand. I'm not... <laughs> yes, yes, i find when
2: stress goes up breathing goes down,
3: yes, and the no.
2: mindset of openness closes. hmm.
3: Yeah, Good technique. And, and I think also it's being authentic mm-hmm. as a leader mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to communicate that authenticity. So if it's a particularly stressful time, mm-hmm. you know, not saying, oh, my God, I think I'm going to have a heart attack, but but... To really say, Wow, I'm a little distracted today, there's a lot going on, or I'm still trying to, do, you know, figure out this deal or figure that out. At least it gives whomever you're communicating with the context. Right, of what's happening. Good. Of what's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go into the whole detail, but whether it's personal stress or office stress, uh, or work stress, then business stress, you're able to at least let that person know, and you'll often see them take a sigh of relief because yes. they thought maybe you were, you know, feeling this way towards them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Good point. Uh, Dr. Jones, I want to give you an opportunity to mention your book before we transition out. Um, I think it's a fabulous read, and when we talk about leadership and we talk about excellence in general, I think it's a good reference that our listening audience might get some benefit from. Why don't I say a little bit about it?
2: Sure. We have... Uh a book called Journey to Excellence. I uh, finished it in 2003, and really created an excellence equation that we call E to the fourth power, and the four E's are examination, education, empowerment, and excellence. And we in um, in the book we lay out a description of each of the E's, and then talk a lot about this lifelong learning process. So, Jenny, as you talked about being a learning organization, then as leaders, we can also be leaders who are in a learning orientation. Um, And Journey to Excellence really helps to lay out what that learning orientation can look like.
1: Excellent. Thanks, uh, Dr. Jones. Appreciate that. Jenny, are there any references or... yeah, I'd, either I'd, venues that you might want to mention that should sure. be helpful in, in I,
3: leadership. Yeah, I would really like to give a shout out to the Executive Leadership Institute, which is a partnership between the Alliance for Children and Families and the University of Michigan. Um, Ann Arbor. There is a two year program. I've actually myself am a graduate and also had some other manager in our organization go through it and we have two or three in the next few years that are kind of lining up. It is a fabulous program um, that really focuses on management and leadership, uh, talking about navigating leadership, connecting the dots. Uh, how nonprofits and also people in business can really look at how um, where we are on this journey that uh, interestingly enough <laughs> dr Jones just <laughs> referred to and, and how you combine leading with your hand and your heart and your head uh what are the values the career leadership kind of experience it is a fabulous program it's every may for a week in ann arbor you can't so wrong with that, <laughs> um, right after graduation, and I think it is truly one of the most phenomenal executive leadership institutes out there.
1: Great, thanks, Jenny. I'm a graduate of that program as well, and and ditto. So, um, why don't we, um, Dr. Jones, as relates to the uh, journey to excellence, is there a an email, or is that just a Google and go on and get that you are a um, I say a website that you want to drive people um, to?
2: Absolutely. If you can go to one of two websites, uh, the first is www.key2change.com and that's the word key, K-E-Y, the number two and the word change.com and you can find Journey of Excellence there. You can also learn more about Jones and Associates at www.jandaconsult.com.
1: Okay. That's J and a com. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Jones. And then the Alliance's website for the Executive Leadership Institute. Jenny, you want to give us that website?
3: Sure. It's, it's best to go to the main website, and you'll find it right there. It's alliance1, as in the number one, .org, and it's a great website, too. Okay. And then our agency website, for those of you who may have relatives living in southeast Florida, is www. JFSonline.com. Fabulous. Thank you, um, Valerie. Yes. You
1: want to give a final shout out to where our listeners can actually send information uh, for ask for topics in the future or questions. Absolutely. The number they would
4: want to call is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Or they can send emails to drg at Innovisions.org, and that's
1: dr.g at Innovisions.org. All right. Well, thank you both for being with us, or I should say all three of you. And then thank you also to our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.